From Bureaucracy's Basement to your ears, this is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Each week, the dedicated staff of the Bureau meet to file recommendations, staple reports, and survive on toner from the defunct printer in the back room as we sleep on a bed of dot matrix printer paper. One day, maybe, we'll escape from the subterranean hell that is this basement, but until that day comes, we are not going to get out of here alive. Not if we keep drinking toner, obviously. So until that day comes, here we stay, improving things. This meeting is now in session. Hello. Hello. Hold on, I'm just putting the cap on this toner. Mm, that's good toner. I preferred the cyan. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I like the uh, I like the yellow ink. Like, if if you're gonna go full CMYK with a toner, I mm. mean, go for the go for the K. Oh yeah. I mean the K. That's primo stuff. The K. Yeah. That'll put meat on your ribs. Hey. <laughs> that will. And and K. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is. Anyway. I thought the yellow would taste more like sunshine than it does. I agree. I thought the cyan would be like um like cyanobacteria, like it would be spirulina. No such luck. No. Sadly. It's just chemicals. Mm-hmm. And the hallucinations, not that euphoric. No. No. I don't need to be brought like, like be visited by the ghosts of my past and like in for a reckoning every time I swig a little bit of the old sea. Come on. Anyway, shall we take attendance? Oh yeah, attendance. Sorry. Okay, that no, that's fine. Um, I don't know you. You were you, you were you were deep. You you were set adrift on memory bliss there, thinking about drinking. And I was taking a swig of magenta. Swing of Magenta. <laughs> All right. Um, first attendee, um, some self-satisfied granola cathedral dad opining on all the world's ills from the comfort of his mid-century two-story palatial home with a backyard. Oh, it's well for some, isn't it? Oh, it's nice for some. That's that's first attendee. No. No? No, I don't think expect- that. Oh, hold on. I, I realized I, I mixed up the letters. Um, should be Paul Deschen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's me. That's All me. right. Good. Okay. Nice. Okay. Um, okay. And second attendee, uh, some childless downtown condo earning Burke wasting his artistic aspirations and liberal arts degree on a government job. Let's them work from home while the rest of the populace has to go out and face the pandemic on a daily basis to cook his skip the dishes suppers and deliver his toilet paper that he gets on subscription from Amazon Prime. The hypocrite blathers on about local shopping, but can't be bothered to like throw on a mask and leave the house. Can he? And what is that steel wool mass? He calls a beard. Anyway, at least trim that thing and stop brushing brioche crumbs out of it. You hypocrite. Anywho, that's uh, I, I don't see that person here though. No, me neither. Not at all. Um, let me. Oh, this is embarrassing. I mixed up the letters. Uh, should be uh, should be Aiden Morgan. That's actually you. Th- that's yep. me. Yep. Okay. Good. Good. I, we're both here. Oh, we are. 
That's uh, that was an uncharacteristically hostile anagram. I thought. Yeah, we should uh, talk to whoever's uh, working on those. That is, I, we have an intern. Um, we have a leopard. Oh, okay. Remember, remember when we did have an intern when we had we had um, Sherrod uh, Sherrod Clark. Sherrod Clark, he was great. Yeah, I absolutely. Him. I miss that. Miss that intern. Miss that guy. We should get him back. Oh, we should. I like. Yeah, we should have him as a guest uh, yeah. at one of our meetings. Yeah. He liked animals. Maybe he could like do something to make the leopard less, you know, resentful. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he, I, I mean, it might be a little embarrassing though, because I imagine once you intern for us, I mean, you're, you've kind of peaked, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to hear about like the hard times he's undoubtedly fallen upon post yeah. post QCAB. But he might need like a little boost up. That's true. That's true. He might. He might just. He might. It might just give him the inspiration to like better his better his life a little bit. Right. And it would look really good on his his resume. That's true. He could put it on his LinkedIn. Yeah. All right then. Okay. That's. I'll put that on the agenda. Get our intern in for for a guest spot. And pep talk. And pep talk. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh God! Excuse me. Um, you should not be drinking beer and doing radio. There's reasons why the uh, CRTC makes that uh, rule. That's right. Makes you flemmy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we have a big long agenda here of things that have been going on in the Queen. I know. Yeah. Uh, have you been, uh, paying attention to, uh, be heard Regina? Do you know about this? I, no, I, I try not to, but, uh, I, I know perhaps too much, uh, but I would prefer it if you told me about it as if I didn't know. Okay. Um, well, as you know, it's like, uh, the city is going to be doing a lot of, uh, consultations online now, not just because of COVID, uh, they've done a couple, uh, surveys. And they went really well, surveys online. And they've been great augments to uh, their, their, traditional, uh, aug- their traditional consultations where they get people into like, you know, a church basement or a school and they make them, you know, look at boards and write things on sticky notes and stick the sticky notes to the board. They're finding they can reach more people if they do these online um, uh, uh, surveys. And they have one up right now because they're, you know, with COVID, they're even better because then you don't have to get the plague riddled masses into your church basements. Uh, uh-huh, yes. Scribbling on uh, sticky notes and putting their germs on your, your foam core boards. Uh, yeah, so they have one up right now that is really interesting. Apparently, the city is working on a transit master plan. We've heard rumors and... Um, uh, yeah, we've heard rumors about this at council that this was in the works. Um, we have so many master plans uh, and we used to have a transit investment master plan, which I don't recall much happening with it, apart from we bought a bunch of buses. Uh, so this is supposed to be somehow part of the larger transportation master plan. This is just transit focused. And they're in the, what, is it, what do you all think about transit stage right now? 
And this one is, uh, where is it? So it's at beherd, one word, beherd.regina.ca slash Regina hyphen transit hyphen master hyphen, probably know where this is going, plan. Oh, okay. Regina transit master plan broken up by hyphens will get you to the survey. And yeah, it it's instructive on several fronts to just do these surveys because you find out what the city is kind of thinking. One of the things they're saying is that they want just they want transit users and non-transit users to be filling out the survey because they want to know what are the obstacles to using transit. They seem to be very, very fixated on cleanliness. They seem to think this might be a problem. I don't know where they got that idea. And um they have, uh, they, they, there was also uh, a lot of talk about frequency of rides, mm-hmm. uh, frequency of buses, sorry, and, uh, you know, how much of the city they cover and the price. So if you have opinions on these things, which I, I do, I have opinions. Sure. This is your chance to rank those opinions from one to 13 over and over again oh. in a survey. Nice. I yeah. love it. Yeah. If there's one thing I like more than having opinions, and I and I love that, it's being able to take those opinions and rank them in order, like in ascending order. Yeah, or descending. Uh, they do or that where descending. they have, uh, you know, where one is the best and ten mm-hmm. is the worst. Right. Or sometimes on some of these surveys, it's the other way around. Keep changing it up. Yeah. You know, you know, my favorite kind of survey answer is when you have a approximately like anywhere from five to 10 uh, choices that range from strongly agree to strongly disagree. Yeah. Because I love putting somewhat agree to pretty much everything on those surveys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you get to do that. One thing I noticed from this is that they do have strongly agree options on some of these questions, but they have disagree. That is the most strongly you can disagree. So you can't strongly disagree, you can just disagree? I would think it has something to do with people who have to read these surveys, that it must be disheartening if they're faced with a whole lot of strongly disagrees. Does it have to be so strong? Do you have to feel so strongly bad about the thing that I have devoted my life to? That's got to be moralizing. That that makes sense. I, yeah, I, I, I strongly agree with that. Yeah. Uh, the one question, well, there's two questions on this actually that I found very, very, uh, interesting were they ask how you would feel about, um, if they expanded the transit system to have rides out to like places like Lumsden and Emerald Park and Pilot Butte. And if you think that that should be, if that should cost more than a regular ride on the bus, I'm like, you can't take a bus from Northwest Regina to the university in it. Like it takes both the same amount of time as you can drive to Lumsden to go from the Northwest to the university. Like that seems a bigger problem to me than trying to expand the core business. Right. Yeah. Just, just get across the city in a reasonable time. Ne- yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Like going out to Lumsden. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't say no to going yeah. out to Lumsden. I mean, although I, I I'm not sure. I would be curious as to what the uptake of, of like bedroom community public transit would be. I, I just, I, they should probably do a pilot, pilot that thing and see what happens. Pilot it to pilot Butte. 
to pile up butte? Yep, pile it to pile up butte. Um, yeah, I would be concerned. So, you know, I thought, okay, this would be great because I've been to Lumsden, I think, twice, but I haven't had time mm-hmm. there to like do more than just, you know, glance at it really. And I thought, you know, oh, it'd be great to like take a bus for four or five dollars and go out to Lumsden and have lunch and maybe mm-hmm. shop. I don't know. Are there boutiques? There must be boutiques in Lumsden. There, there must- are many boutiques. There's a, there are great boutiques. There's a fantastic restaurant. Yeah. I highly recommend Lumsden. See, this would be great. But I can't imagine if we were to like expand our transit system out to Lumsden, that it would be anything more than say like a bus in the morning to get people who work in Lumsden here mm-hmm. and a bus in the evening to get you back home. Like right. I can't imagine they're going to have like a lunchtime shuttle. No, no, it'll probably just be like a morning and evening thing. I, yeah. Right. Um, so I would, yep. go out there, I would go out there to buy like oven mitts at like six o'clock in the morning. Right. And I'm stuck there until like eight. Yeah, you got to make a day of it. Yeah. A day of Lumsden. Take a bus in the morning, a bus in the afternoon, and a sensible meal for dinner. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not. And the other, the other thing, like, would Lumsden and Pilot Butte and Emerald Park, would they start paying taxes to cover our transit? Oh, I'm sure they'd love that. Yeah. Yeah. Because the alternative then is that these buses would have to be cost recovery, which mm-hmm. then if you're living in Lumsden or Elmer Park and you already have a car and a driving here, you can keep that up. So. Yeah. I think, I think if you could make it reasonably convenient and much more economical than having than driving your car back and forth, then, then it could work. Bob's your uncle. Bob, Bob would, in, in that case, be your uncle. In Lumsden. In Lumsden, your lump Bob is your Lumsden uncle. Yeah. Uh, just listeners, uh, are any of you out there? Um, do you have an uncle in Lumsden named Bob? If you do, send a, a tweet. Tweet at us at Queen City IB. We'll we'll get him a ride. We'll get him a ride. Yes. In Regina. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, that is where we're at with uh, transit. Um, I, I don't know. I, I was, I'd been ranting all week about transit actually. Uh, so it was, it was funny that this uh, survey would drop at around the same time that I was, uh, sort of expressing my frustrations with the fact that transit in Regina is, and we were talking about this before, but just that it is the worst transit system, uh, I think I have encountered in any of the cities that I have visited or lived in. Um, and it has improved so much. When I moved here in 20, 2007, it was laughable. Um, and it is much, much, much better than it was then. But still, um, if you decide, so let's say you don't have a bus pass, you don't have an R card for, for rides, and you haven't thought you know, weeks, in it, weeks ahead to buy like a pass to take the bus for a day, um, if you and say, you know, a girl you fancy or a boy you fancy, uh, you get married and you have some kids and uh, you decide that the group of you are going to go to a film, say, mm-hmm. um, and you, you're you like, well, the bus takes me from my house to the the place where they show the films, the uh, the Kino and um, the, the, the Penny Arcade. And you hop on the bus and you quickly discover that round trip to a movie on the bus for you and your sweetie and your, your, your little lumpkins 
uh, it's cheaper to take a taxi. Wow. Yeah, quite a bit cheaper actually. It's uh, was what three twenty five per adult per uh, like if you don't have a transfer, so it's like each way, and then uh, each kid. Uh, if they're over, if they're five or over, they're paying youth fare, which is only I think fifty cents cheaper than an adult pass. So okay. yeah, your taxi will get you to a theater for ten bucks tops and back, and that's much cheaper than transit. So, well darn. Yeah. So I can see why people who travel around our city kind of feel like this is actually not cheap transit, but I'm not getting a lot for it. Well, the other question, I mean, and it's a little odd to ask during this particular time in history, um, but are we getting a bus to the airport and back? No. No. (laughs) Yeah, no. No. Exactly. We were supposed to get a, we were supposed to be getting a pilot for that this year. But, and actually, I think it was last year, and that got stymied because of COVID. Yeah, um, no, exactly. But, um, but at the same time, it was going to be, like, the first year for a temporary pilot program was going to be 2020. Hmm. I think there's been a few people who wanted to get to the airport before that. A few people here and there. Well, I mean, I don't know. The, the Regina Airport, I mean, what with what with the pandemic has, has been having, has been going through rough times uh, like many airports. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe they, it looks like there's a possibility that it might lose its um, uh, control tower. Yeah. Uh, Scott, Scott Moe, our, our premier has actually appealed strongly to Justin Trudeau, um, somehow unaware that Justin Trudeau can't, you know, he's, he's, He's not part of NAVCAN, so he's actually not able to do whatever it is that Scott Moe wants. Yeah. For some reason, Moe, perhaps uh, perhaps he is not aware of the, of what NAVCAN is, or perhaps it suits him just fine to behave as if Trudeau has control over these things. Uh, you know what? I don't know what NAVCAN is. Oh, it's, uh, it is a private body that essentially regulates uh navigation rules and things like uh certification uh airports and so on so point point is it's a private corporation right kind of like our airport is a private corporation right yeah it's it's sort of like appealing to trudeau to reverse like navcan's rulings on rulings i i say it's kind of like asking scott moe to like you know Get, get better flights at, at YQR, YXE. Right. See, it's not his, it's, it's not his wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like asking me to get like free taquitos for the entire population of Regina. I, I can't afford it. I could do it, but I mean, I'm going to need help. But you could do it. I could. I could. That's more in my power than the other things were. Talking about, I could theoretically have, get free taquitos to everybody in this city. Wow! So in, in a way, you're more powerful than Justin Trudeau. I know. Well, when it comes to taquitos, yes, I I, I wield greater taquito-based power than than Trudeau or Mo or anyone really. Yeah, I'm like I'm like a taquito wizard. Right. Okay. I've said uh, too much. <laughs> You know you're going to wind up on the hook for taquitos. If this I know. I know. Actually, I, I'm probably going to order some taquitos <laughs> after this. After this meeting, I'll probably order taquitos to the house with a side of magenta. 
Oh yeah, dip, dip it in some magenta ranch dip. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you know? Okay, it's uh, we're at ninety one point three ninety one point three FM CJTR Regina Community Radio, and we're the Queen City Improvement Bureau. We tune into the community. Yeah, we're talking about things that are going on in the community. Um, apparently, you can make all the colors of the rainbow with cyan, magenta, yellow, and black. These are the real primary colors. The primary colors they teach you about in school. That's a lie. That's yeah. a dirty dog lie. That's that's just a light. Who gives a who gives a rat's butt about light? This is ink yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. But if, the, like the set, like it makes sense because like the second you try to do anything with paint, you discover that, you know, if you have blue, red, yellow, um, you can't make. Sorry, what did I say? Yellow, but you green, red, blue, green are the are the primary colors. Oh, on a TV. That's no, with paint, you were always told it was blue, yellow, and red. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. TV, okay. green. Yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, with paint, it was supposed to be, I don't know why this matters, but it does to me that when you would do, when you would paint stuff and you have like your three primary colors, you can't make all the colors because like your, your oranges turn out really ugly or your greens turn out really ugly. And you right. discover that you need to have two blues, two yellows, two reds to make all the colors of the rainbow. And this is because those reds, blues, and yellows are made up of CMY and K. So we've been lied to since elementary school about what right. the primary colors are. One interesting thing with K standing for black, it's mm-hmm. because the K is silent in the word black. Yeah, C okay. for cyan, oh. Y for yellow, M for magenta, and K for black. But you don't say the K. You're right. I didn't. I, I didn't notice that before. I, I am so right. I'm glad you acknowledged my obvious rightness. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. I'd gotten into such a bad habit of pronouncing those front K's. <laughs> That's right. Hand me that Kublak knife, would you? Well, it's because I took old English in uh, in university, <laughs> and I got really snotty about it. And I was always trying to like. I was always trying to impress girls by by quoting from Beowulf in right. English. And I would always pronounce like the K's and knife and uh, <laughs> um, it didn't work. No. <laughs> You're like, what? Where are you going? What's our turn? There's Grendel's out there. Yeah. For sake. Yeah. yeah. He, yeah he, my d group thought I was so cool. But <laughs> the girls. They're not. They're like I don't. I don't care if if Grendel's out there bearing God's wrath. Mm-hmm. So, um, if if if, he, if he's coming to this mead hall, I'm going home. Anyways, anyways. Um. So yeah. Uh, where were we with the agenda? Oh, I'm. I'm. I, plan. Everybody should fill out this form. The, the like it is really important because. Uh, Transit needs needs help, and uh, it needs people who care about transit to fill out this. Right. Form, this what's survey. that? Uh, what's the address again for that uh, for the survey? It is beheard.regina.ca backslash Regina Transit Master Plan broken up by hyphens. Beheard.regina.ca. Mm-hmm. Very well. Cool. 
Do you think that the slash, because like backslash, has is getting all the love these days? Do you think that just regular old slash is feeling a little left out? Just sitting there plucking his guitar. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He possibly. Used, he used to be the primary slash. He used to be the slash that everybody was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Now, now the internet has like totally ruined it. Yeah. Uh, well, there is that. There is that show, of course. You know, the the slash and. Uh, and it's, and there's a villain in like the first season, Reverse Slash. I think that's what that's about. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's been going on for yeah. six years. So that must that must make the Slash feel much better. Exactly. We're gonna get another one more season, at least at least another season. A trailer just dropped for oh, yeah? Slash. Yeah. There's a show that jumped the shark. Jumped hard. Jumped hard, hit a wall. Episode three. And then from then on. <laughs> yeah. Who's the guy who plays the reverse slash? Um, Tom Cavanaugh. There's an actor. Yeah, he's good. He's very good. I yeah. like him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, you know what? We should probably go to Innovative Revenue Tools. We should. And what, what, what are those? Uh, they're tools that are innovative mm-hmm. that help raise revenue for the city. Of Regina. Well, this is the first first I'm hearing, so uh, t- tell me more. You know, I don't actually have an innovative revenue tool this week. Um, oh. I'm just trying to find an excuse to go to commercial so I can so I can get all crushy about Tom Cavanaugh. Very good. Well, I have retrograde revenue tools. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, taxes. Property taxes. Yeah? Retrograde revenue tool. Get right there. Oh. Okay. We're just going to use them? Have them? Yeah. The Queen City Improvement Bureau would like to acknowledge the Regina Warehouse Business Improvement District for their support of our show. The Regina Warehouse Business Improvement District. Improving the district where there are warehouses in Regina. All right, we're back from Innovative Revenue Tools. We are back. I loved those... um well, retrograde revenue tools, but also those innovative ones we just heard. Yeah, me too. And uh, uh, of course, we should mention that we have a sponsor. We do. We always have a sponsor. Mm-hmm. And it's the same one, but it's the best one. And which one would that be? I believe that is the Warehouse Improvement District. And uh, Business wh- Improvement why, District. Why are they the best, Aiden? Um, because they, they, they claim that they're all about warehouses. But I see through that. I see through their subterfuge. And I see what they're really about, which is about improving, like, not just warehouses, but, like, gyms, hardware stores, specialty food stores, grocery stores, bars, nightclubs, AV stores, like, all kinds of business, businesses and condominiums right in their district. They, they just, they're modest. So they pretend to all, only be about warehouses. I'm a little worried, though. Why is that? I'm I'm a little worried that they're 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 losing their their warehouse focus. Yeah, yeah, I I, I understand that. You, you want I, them? I, I like ahead. warehouse. I, I like a warehouse. I know. Like you go in a warehouse, whether it's full of like stuff or empty. I mean, that's a warehouse for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're big. They're open. They're very uh, roomy. Yeah, yeah. A man can breathe. A man can breathe in a warehouse. Freedom. That's what warehouses are all about. They're all about freedom. 
that no man is an island, but all men should have a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in these COVID days, if each of us had a warehouse worth of space, we'd be so safe. Wow. Perhaps the warehouse district could expand until it takes up the entire city and then everybody gets their own warehouse. I think that would be for the best. And every warehouse then becomes a uh, laser tag business. Oh, yeah. That's another thing that we lack here. Transit's not strong. Laser tag could be. Right. We lost our laser tag facility. Uh, end. I, I can't even. I, it, 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 it pains me to even think on it too long. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to that? La- Did you go to that laser tag place? I've been to that laser tag place. I, I have. I confess. I have. I did not laser tag. Oh, you didn't? Uh, no, I went there to, um, I was on my way to get vaccinated, actually. Oh. And I was taking, this is a true story, actually. Okay. I was, I was on my way to get vaccinated, and I was taking transit, and uh, the laser tag place was actually a really convenient location to warm up uh, between uh, the transit stop and where I was going to get vaccines. This was some, oh. it was one of the bird flus, and um <laughs> You had to go, the only place you could get these vaccines, again, this is a true story. You had to go way to the north end, out by the refinery, to a school by the refinery. And uh, it was like this trudge through the slush to get to it. And when you got there, it was a little like stepping into a zombie movie because there were, um, there were guys there who looked like military dudes. Oh, um, who were kind, but they weren't military dudes, but they just kind of looked military esque, and they were directing everybody around. And there were people in lab coats, and you went into the school, and you were all shuttled into this gym that had like the wooden chairs, the wooden like wooden and metal chairs, and they were all like facing one wall. So everybody had to sit in the chairs and face the wall. And the wall, it was uh, it was mirrors, so it must have been a dance studio at one point. And the mirrors were covered to your knees, so from the top down to your knees. So you were all like staring at this like floor to knee height mirror. So you were all like looking at your shoes <laughs> back at you on the wall, waiting for your chance to go into this other, even bigger gym where they had all the stations for the nurses to give you your vaccines. And I don't know. It was one of those surreal. Well, not, it wasn't actually surreal because nobody had a fish for a head, but it was one of those like odd experiences where you reality just didn't seem to sync up with like every day. It was very much something out of a movie. Right. And well, you like realized that you needed to get new shoes because everybody else had better shoes. Fair enough. Wow. That's that, that is an interesting experience. Yeah. Um, I, I was in that laser tag facility, but I was there to actually play laser tag. Did you? Uh, um. No, I wasn't very good at it. But I I mean, we were there as part of a corporate team building exercise. Yeah. So what was important that was that we built a team together mm-hmm. corporately. Right. Not who won or lost. Although the reason that the other team won was that um, one of the players would run up to you and literally put his hand over the end of your gun, uh, the end of your pistol, and then shoot you. Uh so it was just, yeah, you, you just cheated. Right. It was, it was very frustrating. And it's, and what are you going to say? You know, hey, he's cheating, but you're a grown adult and you sound like a, a whiny baby if you complain about it. 
So instead of team building for your job, it was kind of like um, adult life and microcosm. Kind of, yeah, yeah. It was sort of like the. It was like like well, and, and weird like adult life and microcosm. You realize is just kind of like elementary schoolyard bullying in microcosm. It's all yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Except they pay you more when you're an adult. Yeah. If you're lucky. Considering how much work elementary school is, they should pay you more for that too. I, I agree. You should have paid us to attend school. Yeah. More people would go. <laughs> exactly. Be, more people would be like, oh, I'll take I'll take that for a dollar and they'd go to school. Maybe they should have paid us to go to laser tag and the laser tag facility wouldn't have shut down. Maybe they should pay people here to take the bus. Then we'd have a very popular transit system. I think that is the only way you will get Reginans to take the bus. Oh yeah. Yep. Because they, because I, I was never familiar with the term loser cruiser until I moved to Regina. Right. I've also heard shame train. Ooh, nice. Regina bus. Yeah. That's uh, courtesy the mighty Emmett Matheson. Mm, a mighty, a mighty man indeed. Yeah. All right. Um, well, on that note, we should talk briefly about this council meeting that we had mm-hmm. this week because we had Councillor Cheryl Stadnachuk and uh, Councillor LeBlanc, uh, Dan LeBlanc, on in our last meeting. I think it was pretty clear that uh, that motion was going to fail um, and fail unanimously. So just for anybody who's just joining us, the uh, the motion that we're talking about is there had been a sponsorship policy that would govern the way that the city will handle uh, corporate sponsorships, uh, naming rights for facilities or advertising inside uh, city facilities. Uh, Though not, interestingly, it will not impact transit. Transit advertising and bus uh, shelter advertising is all handled by Patterson, not by the city. Uh, oh, interesting. So yeah, this, this sponsorship policy will not impact what you see on the bus, which is mostly John Gormley ads. So this sponsorship policy to Councillor Dan LeBlanc at the executive committee meeting suggested that we should include as among our restrictions of places that we don't accept advertising from, which at the start was like tobacco, alcohol, cannabis, and massage parlors and weapons manufacturers. So those were on the list of restrictions. Councillor Dan LeBlanc uh, suggested that they should add fossil fuel corporations to that. And um, this was, he argued, because the city has this uh, sustainable city, renewable city, I guess is the correct term, plan to get Regina to be a 100% renewable energy city by 2050. And so we should probably start walking the walk and sort of projecting an image of a city that is transitioning off fossil fuels. Unfortunately, as we learned last week, this exploded. Uh, Billions of letters. I think it was billions by the end. Uh, Counselors were subjected to uh, emails, uh, angry phone calls. People were very, very, very upset, arguing that um, the, the the province of Saskatchewan and the city of Regina owes so much of our prosperity and our well-being to oil and gas that oh, yeah. we 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 shouldn't be insulting this noble industry the way that we have by putting it on the same list as hand jobs and cigarettes. You know, I don't, I don't see why not because both of those things, I mean, are sound pretty great. So, I mean, I, oil and gas should be like happy to be included on that list. You would think. 
But the way, so they, they showed up. There were 23 delegations uh, that showed up at city council virtually um, the following week. And every single one of them, to one degree or another, argued that this, either that this, it was not the right time for a motion like this, that it was, it was tone deaf and a bad idea. I, I do agree that this is not great politics. I mean, this is about advertising. It's like very little money, but it's entirely sort of symbolic, yeah. ideological. And this is precisely the kind of thing that people can go, what? Because there's no sort of, there's nothing complicated about this. It's yeah. just, it's it's all sort of like gestures. So this is what gets people really peeved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other side though was, uh, the oil and gas lobby came out very, very strong. From what the way they depicted it, this was a slap in the face, a punch in the gut, um, a a sock to the schnoz of the oil yeah. industry. It was the hand to the job of the oil industry. And this was this was unconscionable that the city of Regina would do this in, would would commit this insult to a, an industry that we owed so much to. Uh, the language was astonishingly, though not surprisingly, overblown. Uh, the arguments were not merely that, oh, a lot of people work in this industry and they're good people. It was, you wouldn't have lights. You wouldn't have oh, food. Of course. You would be dead if not for the oil industry. How can you not let us put our name on the boards of your outdoor ice rink? <laughs> There's one thing I've noticed, actually, about the oil and gas industry in this province. It's that the people who run it and the people who work in it uh, perceive themselves as, um, like, the real heroes. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they've locked themselves into this, like, grand narrative. And, and they're very angry when anybody tries to say, well, maybe you're just some people. Because we all know that the real heroes are Superman. Yeah, exactly. And Spider-Man. Yeah. We know this. And Jessica Jones, like a real every man sort of hero. Among these people. So the, the first, the, the beginning of the meeting was the worst. Uh, it was one of the worst <laughs> meetings that I've ever attended. Uh, I actually found it difficult, like physically difficult to continue listening to this uh, litany of, of grievance that was being brought before city council. Yes. And I've listened to a lot of litanies of grievance at city council. Uh, you know what? I just want to play you the thing that broke me. And this came very early in the meeting. Um, I'm not going to even mention who, what delegation this was from, because I think it would be unfair to this person. But this, uh, this, this nearly broke me. And I almost just like shut everything off and went to bed. So I am born and raised in Regina. I have been a long-term Saskatchewanian. I had a small lapse in judgment and lived in Toronto for a few years. Don't hold that against me. That was it. I was yep. born and raised in Regina. I spent a few years in Toronto. Don't hold that against me. It was like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> this notion that the only people who are valid commenters on anything at City Hall are those who have been born and raised here is a, is a persistent talking point that has been coming up every year that I've been here. I find it deeply, deeply offensive, this idea that we're going to like insert this... Uh, crapping all over Toronto as an aside joke 
in yeah. uh, delegations at city council. You know, uh, they should they should have interrupted that guy right then and there and said, "You sorry, you spent a few years in Toronto. Get get the hell out. Just get yeah. out of the city hall chamber." I you know, and I, considering how many people in this city, it, it creates this notion that all of the people like one of the reasons that we we idolize the wall Saskatchewan government is that they increased the population of Saskatchewan so much, but they did that by, you know, in migration from other parts of the country. Even Toronto. Yes. Toronto. Right. And that all of these people, myself included, were invited into this city. And yet every few council meetings, you get reminded that your perspective on things is not really as valid because mm-hmm. you're not from here. And so I kind of find that kind of a little infuriating. And that was, that was a pervading sense that this, uh, these people from the oil industry are true Saskatchewanians. And these people from the city who, uh, you know, are pushing for change to the way we, we do energy are not true Saskatchewanians. Right. Yeah, so a true Saskatchewanian is a representative like of a transnational energy corporation, which which will, you know, come and extract our resources and then just skedaddle or just run at the first hint of like complications or hardship and leave us holding the bag. Yep. That's what these people are. Yep. They don't. Or they do family- not care about us. And the thing, the thing that bugs me is that they, I mean, it's quite deliberate, but they, they remain unable to understand what sustainability is about. They seem to have this idea that we're just going to, that anybody who talks about, you know, alternative fuels or sustainable energy is just going to say, okay, let's just, you know, huddle in the cave in the dark mm-hmm. and, and, and die of dysentery. Um, not that it would be a gradual sort of like investment in different sources of energy and a reconsideration of some of the ways in which we live. Yeah. That's all. You're exactly right. And that was, that was uh, again, another repeated theme throughout this meeting. They were doing very sort of strict moderating of speakers, but it was very one-sided, the people who were cut off and not allowed to continue (laughs) speaking. Uh, It was typically, um, labor or progressive uh, causes who drifted from the topic uh, were cut off, like their feeds were cut and were directed to speak to the motion. Um, I think the first was uh, the representative from the ARPERG who uh, made some comments about the uh, provincial government and were cut off completely. Hmm. But um, Pro-oil voices were allowed to speak rhapsodically on all elements of the oil economy, just capitalism in general, really. Oh, it's the and best. It, they, they spoke a lot about how ubiquitous oil and gas is and how the renewability pledge that the city has made is very unrealistic. They would run through the list of how much of our economy is... Uh, owes its existence to oil and gas. How much of our, you know, our, our, the energy that we use in a day comes from oil and gas and, and other fossil fuels. And uh, this seemed to be very convincing to some on council. Um, although I find it frustrating that, I mean, these, the ubiquity of oil and gas is precisely why we have to decarbonize the economy 
Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. The yeah. urgency of that, that decarbonization is because we haven't tried to like reduce the amount of our power grid is coming from coal and natural gas. And because all of our transportation is, is internal combustion engines. Um, they, they thought themselves that they were making very strong arguments. But the fact was that they were basically making the case for why it is so important to uh, to be taking the steps the council hopefully will still do if they keep going ahead with the uh, renewable Regina project. Though I have to say, I am very concerned at this point about uh, renewable Regina. Council has sort of like popped their head up and let the oil and gas boosters of, of Saskatchewan know that they're serious about doing something about climate change and they got their head shot off for it. Yeah. And the oil and gas boosters are now aware of the fact that there are, you know, there are councillors on council who kind of actually take this, this seriously and are going to do something about it. And I think that there is going to be strong opposition organized to any actual move to do anything constructive toward yeah. decarbonizing our, our city. This feels a little bit like an unforced error. On, on on city council's part, yeah. Uh, if if they want, but I mean, what's done is done, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I w- were there any sort of like cogent like delegations like in favor of the motion? Yeah, there actually was. Um, the strongest was, and I should mention that there was uh, there were actually a couple people who spoke against the motion who were actually really good. Uh, Jason Moser, who's there speaking on his own, if he had been the only guy to come out and speak against the motion, I would have been like, wow, that was really smart. That was very well argued and very respectful and polite. I totally get it. And I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have spent like six hours being frustrated. Um, <laughs> and there was Ina Cages, who again was speaking there, there to speak for herself. And she spoke in favor of the motion and what she had to say was uh, great. And I could play a couple minutes of that right now, if you wish. No, let's hear it. My name is Ina Kajas. Um, I'm here representing myself. Um, I commend council, actually, for the sound logic of working to create an environment that supports the city's 100% renewable goal. I believe that having the fossil fuel industry sponsor sporting or cultural events or put their names on certain facilities creates the impression, however implicitly, that the city in some way supports the industry's function. And I would suggest that that's probably not the best way to send the message that the city of Regina wants to move away from fossil fuel dependence. Uh, And in addition on the impression industry sponsorships create, I want to turn just briefly for comparison to the tobacco industry. Uh, Some years ago, long after the causal links between smoking and uh, poor health were irrefutably established, sponsorships were a major marketing tool for the tobacco industry. The official line created by the Canadian Tobacco Manufacturing Council about those sponsorships was that the demonst- that they demonstrated good corporate citizenship and commitment to community, and I think we've heard that repeated a number of times this afternoon. Uh, in various archive documents, 
industry representatives were more forthright about sponsorships, saying that they were uh, an entirely business proposition. Another feature of apparently benign sponsorships, they can have the effect of stifling critics of an industry's purpose or practices. Uh, for a relatively recent local example, um, how much didn't we talk about Du Maurier Tobacco's complicity in untold deaths while that company sponsored wonderful events like the Saskatoon Jazz Festival? I think she kind of nailed it. Right? Yeah, I think I think yeah, that's that is well said. Yeah, I think and kind of says uh, just kind of yeah, like you say, she nailed it. Yeah, and it also occurs to me that I think sponsorships are not a huge chunk of the budget. I, I don't I don't think it's a lot of money. So on the one hand, you could say that the city of Regina kind of fired a salvo over something low stakes. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, it's not a lot of expenditure that energy companies are putting out. Like they're, they're buying goodwill for cheap. And so they're getting, so they're getting a lot for fairly little. And this stifling of critique, Mm -hmm. they're paying not a lot of money to, (laughs) you know, be able to Lord their benevolence over us. Yeah. And keep us from saying anything bad about them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But nice, nice, nice light you got on. Shame if anything were to happen to them. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there were some of those threats uh, talking about how many jobs there are in Regina, thanks to the oil and gas industry. And what happens when those companies leave? Because this is no longer seen as, as a, uh, a friendly place. To well, their what happens when the workers want to renegotiate the contract? Well, apparently the, the government will send out cops. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So, uh, that was another, uh, that was another issue that got brought up that was also uh, cut off. Of course. So that was that debate. Uh, in the end, uh, as we've alluded to council voted unanimously to uh, remove that the amendment from the sponsorship policy. Also removed from the sponsorship policy, uh, Councillor Hawkins, I'd forgotten about this in all the hullabaloo. He had passed an amendment to the executive committee to remove any kind of political advertising from the list of allowable ads that and sponsors the city would accept. Uh, that was deemed a violation of the Charter of Rights. So that happened. That was removed. And that was about it. That took up the bulk of that council meeting. It went over time. So it went longer than the usual. Like I think six hours is supposed to be the max. It went well over that. Uh, which was a little bit frustrating that once again, all the other items on the agenda kind of got short shrift as a result. Uh, We're running out of time, but quickly before we go, council did pass some housekeeping amendments to the zoning bylaw. And in the course of that, Councillor Stevens passed a motion requesting a report to find out the implications of removing parking minimums from new developments. So this would mean that instead of If you're building a new apartment building, every unit would need like one parking spot. You would not have to build any parking spots if you didn't want to. If you're building a new shopping complex, you wouldn't have to build any parking if you don't want to. And uh, it would just be up to the developer to put in the amount of parking they felt was necessary. Lots of cities are doing this. Edmonton is one of the most recent examples. Calgary and some parts of the city, they actually have parking maximums. And this basically reduces the amount of parking that gets built 
on new developments, it reduces the cost of construction so that you don't have to build a surface parking lot next to your apartment building that's you know basically as big as your building. You can rely on on-street parking or other sites that have parking lots. It, it winds up with more housing, more buildings just in general, and the parking sorts itself out in the long run. So that's hopeful that we will actually get this report. It's coming at the beginning of next year. Yeah, I'll be interested to see that. And lastly, the Municipal Justice Building at Regina Planning Commission this week, they're considering a report to turn that into a community center that would be run by the Heritage Community Association. This is fantastic. The Heritage Community really needs a community center. Uh, This is an old heritage building that everybody kind of assumed was going to get torn down and turned into parking. And instead, it's going to get a heritage restoration and be used so that, uh, you know, kids have a place to take programs. Seniors have places to do uh, chair yoga. Uh, It will be uh, a great addition to that community. Well, that's fantastic. Wish we had more time to talk about that. Yeah, but we really had to talk about Tom Kavanaugh. True, true, true debt. So should we uh, perhaps move to adjourn? Yeah, I think we should. All right. Um, I move to adjourn. I second that motion. Motion has passed. Meeting is adjourned. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM, CGTR, Regina Community Radio. Tune into the community. Our guests, or no, no guests, hosts only, Paul DeShan and Aidan Morgan, uh, music by Guidewire, a.k.a. Ryan Hill. Um, yeah, you can find us on 91.3 FM, uh, cgtr.ca slash, you know, podcast or whatever. Just go, go there. You'll find us. Uh, also in Queen City IB uh, on Twitter and QueenCityFoodandFuel.com uh, on the World Wide Web. Coming up next, we've got the Nerdcore Cabaret following Cockpit. Musical on through the night. We broadcast Thursday evenings live, 7 8 p.m. And Monday mornings, rebroad- or Monday afternoons, rebroadcast 3 to 4 p.m. That is all. That's all I got. I'm going to go drink some magenta. Keep on proving, Jonah.